What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, August 12th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are sending love to New Zealand as they battle four COVID cases. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, but I would be willing to move there if they would have me still. Yeah. I mean, there are probably four COVID cases in the room that I'm in right now. So, you know, that like, this seems marginally better, if not the same. On today's show, the Big Ten and Pac-12 conferences postponed their fall sports seasons, then some headlines. But first, the latest. At long last, there is a vice presidential pick, and it is Senator Kamala Harris. Joe Biden's selection of Harris makes her the first Black woman and first Asian American, specifically Jamaican and Indian, selected to be on a major party ticket. If elected, Harris would be the first woman vice president. Biden made the announcement in a message to supporters yesterday, and it came after weeks of reporting various women that were in the mix. A lot of that reporting was gross and sexist. You might remember that comparison to The Bachelor with the rose and a variety of other things like women being ambitious. I don't know. Uh, But the two have a joint event in Delaware later today and many more events to come, along with the DNC happening next week. So Harris ran for president this cycle and is pretty well known. But let's do a quick refresher on her personal and political biography. Yeah, so Harris, of course, has a prosecutorial background serving as district attorney of San Francisco in the early to mid-2000s before going on to be the attorney general of California from 2011 to 2017. And it was actually during that time that she got to know Biden's son, Bo, when he served as the AG in Delaware. And that little bit of history between the families was brought up yesterday during all the conversations about their relationship. And funnily enough, during Harris's re-election campaign for AG in 2014, none other than Donald Trump apparently contributed money. I guess he thought that she was the better candidate. He's a big fan. Yeah. And during that time, Harris was gaining more national notoriety. And in 2016, she ran for California's open Senate seat and won. And then in the Senate, one of the things that Harris has been known for is her presence in hearings and incisive questioning of people like former AG Jeff Sessions. Did you have any communications with Russian officials uh, for any reason during the campaign that have not been disclosed Uh, in public or to this committee? Uh, I don't recall it, Uh, but I have to tell you, uh, I cannot testify to what was uh, said as we were standing at the Republican convention before the podium where I spoke. My my question is uh, only as I don't have the detailed memory of that. Okay, as it relates to your knowledge, did you have any communication with any Russian businessmen or any Russian nationals? I don't believe I had any conversation with Russian businessmen or Russian nationals. Are you aware of Although any communication? A lot of people were at the convention. It's conceivable that somebody sir, came sir, up to me. Sir, I have just a few. Well, you let me qualify it. If, okay. if I don't qualify it, you'll accuse me of lying. So I need to be correct as best I can. I do want you to be honest. And I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. 
Oh, wow. Well, I, I kind of like it when Jeff Sessions is nervous. I think uh, for the rest of his life, he should be very nervous. But I am very much looking forward to Kamala in a debate with Mike Pence. You know, popcorn is popping. Yeah. And uh, back to sort of the trajectory of her Senate history. When Minnesota Senator Al Franken resigned due to accusations of sexual misconduct, Harris took over a position on the Senate Judiciary Committee, where she would go on to grill Brett Kavanaugh in his confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court. And long viewed as a likely presidential contender, Harris ended up announcing her 2020 bid with this really huge event in Oakland at the start of 2019. And it kind of seemed as though she was one of the likelier people to win it all at the time. But of course, it didn't turn out that way. That's right. So let's tick through some of the stuff she was talking about during the campaign and the dynamics there. Yeah, so one of the major takeaways from the primary was that Harris and her team had difficulty at times finding their lane and their positioning on a lot of stuff. For example, she endorsed Medicare for All in a nod to the Sanders wing of the party, but ended up backtracking on the elimination of private health insurance. Then she devised her own plan that was intended to kind of split the difference there. And there were also many elements of her pre-Senate tenure that came under scrutiny during the primary and what it meant when Harris characterized herself as a, quote, progressive prosecutor, including but not limited to prior positions on truancy, wrongful conviction cases, and the prosecution of police officers who killed civilians. Though on the campaign trail in 2020, Harris was among the candidates talking about the abolition of private prisons and ending mandatory minimum sentences. And more recently in the Senate, Harris has worked on housing legislation, which includes a ban on evictions and foreclosures for a year, and the formation of a task force to examine the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 and, quote, confront the racial and ethnic disparities therein. So what a lot of people might be looking to hear more of from this ticket is how they're actually going to govern. Both Biden and Harris have seemingly evolved over the years in some ways. And during a national reckoning with police brutality and systemic racism, there will be a lot of pressure on them in the months and, if elected, years to come. Yeah. And just a few other things that Harris has worked on and spoken about recently, both in the Senate and during her campaign. So she had a bill long before COVID-19 addressing the black maternal mortality crisis and very notably proposed a really interesting plan that would mandate states with a history of unconstitutional abortion bans to get federal approval before the laws would be on the books. But speaking of candidates' histories and their relationship, one of the most memorable moments was actually in a heated debate between Biden and Harris. We have also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden, um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it is personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. Yeah, uh, remember debates. Um, yeah, there are a million so, of them. <laughs> yeah, so this is all the way back during one in the summer of 2019. Actually, the start of this whole process. We were so young and innocent, but at the time, candidates like Harris were perturbed when Biden had said that he previously worked with segregationist senators. And this moment was targeted also at Biden's past opposition to busing. And it really became kind of the first 
major event of the primary. The Harris campaign sold T-shirts afterwards to highlight the moment. Biden's wife, Jill, had reportedly described it as, quote, like a punch to the gut. And then as the campaign went on, things didn't work out for Harris in terms of winning, and she dropped out before the first votes ended up being cast. But immediately, she was talked about as a possible future VP pick. Yeah, and so here we are. We've got Biden and Harris versus Trump and Pence. It's the official matchup, and uh, I couldn't be happier that we are finally in the final phase of this. (laughs) It it will end, yeah, one way or the other. Um, And, you know, given the fact that Biden would be the oldest incoming president if he wins, Harris's selection is also seen as important for potentially determining the next leader of the party. And it creates a fascinating question about who would take Harris's seat in the Senate, again, if they are elected, with some early names like Reps Barbara Lee, Katie Porter, and Karen Bass, who is also in the mix for VP, already being thrown out. So it's a lot to take in, and we'll, of course, return to this conversation many, many times. But Akilah, any other thoughts on gestures at everything? Yeah. Uh, Well, I will say in advance, I'm not looking forward to the media coverage. As a black woman in this country, I'm already like not paying attention to that because they're not going to get it right. And it's already going to be embarrassing. And it has been, and it's been a day. Um, But also, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Biden and Harris uh, intend to appeal to younger voters, to more progressive voters. I think that they are going to have to make some compromises. And I look forward to seeing what those are. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, But yes, I agree. Takes are going to be bad. All right. Let's move on to one more story here, college sports. Two major college conferences, the Big Ten and Pac-12, announced yesterday that they're going to postpone their fall sports seasons due to the pandemic. In terms of what this means, you know, football is on hold, but also soccer, field hockey, cross country, a lot of other sports. And for people who don't follow sports, some of the schools here include The Ohio State University, University of Michigan, Rutgers, uh, Nebraska, UCLA, lots of schools. And the Pac-12 and Big Ten are the biggest conferences to stand down so far. But it's coming after the Ivies put their seasons on hold, as well as several HBCU conferences and other schools, too. Some coaches and players also want to start the season. There's going to be more on that in a sec. Uh, But it's important to note that several other big conferences like the Atlantic Coast Conference and the Southeastern Conference are still, as of now, planning to move forward with their seasons next month. As of now. Yeah. And the stakes here are obviously high. It's a health issue first and foremost, but it's also a business issue because college football in particular is worth literally billions of dollars a year. Yeah. And, you know, college budgets are really hurting right now. There's a possibility, though, that the seasons resume later in the school year, maybe in January or spring, although football in January only for the pros. Right. Um, But it all depends on the state of the pandemic. But back to student athletes. So a bunch of football players are starting to come together to create a sort of union or players association across their conferences, which would actually be really groundbreaking. You know, they want to play this season, but not unless there are universal health and safety standards across schools. And they want to work out a revenue sharing agreement with their leagues. You know, compensation for college athletes has been an issue for a really long time, and it's getting a new push now, partially because of the extra risk that players are facing in the middle of a pandemic. Um, This particular effort has been building since at least early August, and over the weekend, players started sending out tweets with the hashtag, we want to play. One of the more prominent voices in this has been Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He said that he actually thinks it'll be safer for players to be back on campus. It's also kind of ironic that he's such a central voice in the movement since his own coach, who made over $9 million last year, uh, has said in the past that he would consider quitting if players got compensated. Uh, A little bit more context, Pence and Trump have jumped on the hashtag as well, trying to co-op the movement. It's kind of their 
you know, case for pushing schools to move to reopen and go forward with sports. It, I, I hope that eventually they tweet about things that matter, like the pandemic. But uh, whatever. <laughs> we'll keep following this as it develops. But that's the latest for now. It's Wednesday Wad Squad, and for today's temp check, we've got a big story for 90s kids and or people who want to sleep over in stores. So the country's last remaining blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, uh, they announced yesterday that they're opening an Airbnb. So what that means is for the insane price of $4, you can rent out a corner of the blockbuster that's been set up with a TV, VCR, pullout couch, and at least one beanbag chair. The offer is extremely limited. It's open for just three nights in mid-September, and reservations can be made starting August 17th. So, Giddy, apart from Blockbuster, what store would you want to do a sleepover in? I'm thinking GameStop. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think you have, like, a lot of options of gaming that you could do, of course. Um, <laughs> if it's in a sure. mall, you might have access to, like, some snacks and some other, you know, sleeping bag arrangement yeah, type well. things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that's that's where my head's at. Normally they're in like strip malls, you know, and you could get like, right. uh, you know, like some sort of uh, Panda Express. That's the, that's the name of it. Like, <laughs> You're type, like, that's what I'm looking food. for. I'm looking for Panda Express. I mean, uh, if I was going to sleep over in a GameStop, I would definitely just be like taking money out of the register because they always underpay you for your used games. I'm mm. like, I was giving them like a second Genesis. It was $4. So there's no world where I'd be sleeping there, but I would absolutely be getting justice <laughs> for how ripped off I was in my teen years. It's good to have a mandate and a mission going into the sleepover. I Every sleepover is a robbery <laughs> if you believe really, in yourself. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true. That's actually what the movie Widows is about. Um, <laughs> but the same question for you. So are you are you picking GameStop here? Or are you, where are you sleeping? Oh, man. If I was going to sleep over in a store, it would probably be like, I guess, a Brooks Brothers. They have those oh. like really, or no, that's the suit clip place, right? What's the place that has Brookstone, like the fancy? Brookstone. Brookstone with the chairs that are like massage chairs. And then they've got mm. like a bubble machine and like a little BB-8 toy. Like for me, I just want to play with all the things I would never spend money on. And I also like am probably not going to be in an airport for a while. So I'm like, this is my opportunity to just get it in. Remember what it was like. And then never, ever again. I might have to revise my answer because like having access to a lazy boy Ooh, Can you imagine? <laughs> For $4? Extremely underrated. Yeah, wow. That's a bit of a game changer. Yeah, I love it. And like those things that you put on your head to massage your head. I love that. Ooh. I love those like stick things. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not spending $30 on that at the airport. An unhygienic concept, but if it's been deep cleaned and it's my Airbnb for a little bit, eh, I'll take it. I'll take the risk. Exactly. I am super into it. And just like that, we have checked our temps. They are cool, like air conditioning blowing through a blockbuster in 1995. (laughs) Stay safe, and we will check in with you all again tomorrow. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who 
deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Police in Belarus are continuing to crack down on ongoing massive protests over the results of a widely disputed election over the weekend. Over 200 protesters have now been hospitalized and thousands have been arrested. All of this was prompted by what observers call the fraudulent re-election of President Alexander Lukashenko, who some call Europe's last dictator. His opponent, Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, united opposition groups and initially rejected the election results. Yesterday, she and her family were forced to flee the country after more members of her campaign staff were detained. Mm. EU leaders discussed how they will be addressing the escalating situation in the country, and experts predict that their response might involve sanctions. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin is calling for closer ties between Russia and Belarus. We don't love that. All right. Well, speaking of Russia, it became the first country in the world to approve a vaccine for COVID-19 yesterday with some serious caveats. Uh, the vaccine, which Putin named Sputnik V after that time the Soviet Union beat America into space, um, hasn't gone through late stage human trials yet. At this point, it's been tested on fewer than 100 people. The early results also haven't been peer reviewed, but officials still say they plan to start mass producing the vaccine by October. Couldn't be me. Um, mm. Health experts around the world, including our Dr. Fauci, uh, expressed serious doubts about the vaccine's safety given its rush development timeline. Putin maintains that it's safe and effective, even claiming that his own adult daughter was injected with it. Hey, if it's good enough for a lady I have truly never heard of until this very moment, it should be good enough for a country of almost 150 million people. 
Love the pettiness of the name. I do not like anything else about that, though. Uh, Add loose guns to the list of reasons to avoid flying. The TSA reported on Monday that it found three times as many guns per person in carry-on bags last month compared to July 2019, despite the fact that air travel is down 75%. These people are thinking, hey, I might have an empty row. More room for my gun to spread out and relax. Carry-on guns are still very rare. This July, TSA officer seized about 15.3 guns per million people that were screened. And the elevated numbers could be partially explained by TSA agents letting fewer guns slip by because of lighter crowds. The current trend does fit with an uptick in gun purchases, though, which has been happening since the spring when the pandemic protests and an upcoming presidential election came together to create what gun vendors probably call the I'm scared of everyone holy trinity. I'm never flying again. All right. Well, the fast-moving field of mask science produced a major finding last week. Apparently, thin, stretchy face coverings called gaiters could be doing more harm than good in preventing the spread of COVID-19. Scientists at Duke University designed an experiment that let them measure the number of particles that were released by test subjects when they were wearing different masks. Common cotton masks were shown to be about as effective as surgical masks, but a gaiter that was tested actually increased particle spread. Um, (laughs) Researchers thought this was because the porous fabric broke bigger particles up into smaller ones, like a spaghetti press, but for coronavirus. Uh, Some gator sellers readily admit that their products shouldn't be used for medical purposes, but one man who makes gators took issue with the study's methods. He said, quote, chances are their gator was a promotional quality. Look, if you're using a free Marvelous Miss Maisel gator that you got in an Emmys for your consideration package, you might get what you paid for, meaning you might get a disease. Um, The broad takeaway from the study was that masks do decrease COVID transmission, so I personally am going to keep mine on my face. Sorry to Mrs. Maisel. The rest of the package is beautiful. (laughs) Those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, send us your real thoughts on Gators and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Miss Maisel promotional materials like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and stay, stay healthy, healthy, Vladimir Putin's, Putin's daughter. daughter. I mean, just hopefully don't eject yourself with things that your dad gives you because he says it's fine. I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him on that kind of stuff. Your dad's sketch. Is yeah, what I'm saying? A little sketch. A little sketch. <laughs>day is a crooked media production it's recorded and mixed by charlotte landis sonia tun is our assistant producer our head writer is john milstein and our senior producer is katie long our theme music is by colin gilliard and kashaka as a chef and a restaurant owner i'm as meticulous about my cookware as i am about my ingredients that's why i love made in cookware Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set... Or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asked them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.